the presentation of anarchism, anarchism. as social philosophy which aims at the emancipation, economic, social, political, and spiritual of the human race. The Anarchist Essays is brought to you by Loughborough University's Anarchism Research Group. For more information on the ARG, see the link in the show notes or follow us on Twitter at ARGLBORO. Psychedelic Liberation by Kiara Mohammed Amin and Priya Sharma. Adapted from a forthcoming journal article entitled Trip Where You Stand towards psychedelic liberation, published in Feminist Review. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how psychedelic liberation rooted in working class, black, disabled, trans, queer and feminist politics can open us up to ways of knowing and disrupting capitalist, patriarchal, white supremacist systems that deny us our humanity. Our exploration of psychedelic liberation arose primarily out of creative work, friendship and conversation, the very practices that underpin feminist and queer pedagogies. An anarchist intervention in psychedelics is significant because, as Brian Pace and Neshe Devenot write, in both experimental and naturalistic studies that claim psychedelics make people more liberal, it is far more likely and parsimonious to surmise that environmental factors account for the changes toward more progressive views. In other words, psychedelics do not make us left-leaning, but rather the work we put into dismantling capitalist, white supremacist systems of thinking and living provide a foundation through which psychedelic liberation is made possible. Psychedelics are the engine fuel to kickstart the process of coming to voice that Paulo Fier speaks of, living at the intersection of marginalization that punish you for your class, race, gender, sexuality and disability, a body easily experiences dehumanization. In order to find humanization, to find a voice, psychedelic trips can become spiritual visitation of the psyche, a way of coming back to oneself with critical knowledge of the self. An inner knowing of the self is something denied to us by a capitalist system that divorces mind from the body, robs our time through work, and denies us space to understand ourselves and the experiences that we've been through. Psychotherapist Peter Levine maintains that trauma splinters the self and that some can feel splintered through disassociation due to severe trauma, the blocking out of certain memories, panic attacks triggered by certain stresses, and ongoing battle against structural oppression further dehumanizes a person. Resma Menachem, a psychotherapist and author of My Grandmother's Hands, says this about trauma. Our body exists in the present. To your thinking brain, there is a past present and future, but to a traumatized body, there is only now. That now is the home of intense survival energy. How then does humanizing of the self happen? Conscientious Zao, a term coined by Freire, 
refers to the learning of being able to perceive social, political and economic contradictions, but also to take action against the oppressive elements of reality. It is our right as human beings to see where we have been dehumanised, name how we have been dehumanised, and understand what we need to do in order to start the working of humanising and making a whole of the self. This process also allows us to gather all of the seemingly separate events of our everyday life, recognise the patterns in which we are ignored, discriminated against and put at risk by the state, and thus interrupt our lives. Bell Hooks tells us in The Will to Change, Men, Masculinity and Love, clearly we cannot dismantle a system as long as we engage in collective denial about its impact on our lives. And as such, we must engage in our own personal healing, as healing work is liberation work. It's liberation work because once we start to engage with healing our traumas, we are also able to trace the oppressive structures internalized within ourselves. Healing is needed to be multidimensional and in every aspect of our lives because trauma brought on by oppressive systems is in every aspect of our lives and it is multi-layered. It is important to examine the soil in which psychedelic healing is being fertilised and how this fits into dismantling oppressive systems. A growing body of research on epigenetics suggests that extreme stress, starvation and other traumas could be passed on from one generation to the next. Trauma was found to alter the mechanism by which the gene was expressed, because trauma, like a ripple effect, left behind a chemical marker in a person's genes. This is shown in 2015 by Rachel Yehuda, researcher at the Traumatic Stress Studies Division at the Icahn School of Medicine in New York. She conducted a study on the children of 40 Holocaust survivors. She found that they had epigenetic changes to a gene linked to their levels of cortisol, a hormone involved in the stress response. She also found a distinctive pattern of DNA methylation, another epigenetic marker. The study concluded that both parents and unborn children were affected on a genetic level due to trauma. This research indicates that, although wider structures of oppression need challenging, we simultaneously can undertake the vocation of healing. Psychedelic trips function by internally resourcing individuals with creating new neuron pathways in the brain. Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine, Dan Siegel, maintains that we are able to find our way to connect to our inner landscape and detangle ourselves from trauma. In doing so, we seek out resources to help us. What happens when we are resourced? We become more compassionate, loving, problem-solving and creative. We also form communities, and we need these to be able to rise up as stewards who take care of a planet that is in need. Paul Stamets, a lifelong mycologist, declared that one session of psilocybin trip was worth years of therapy. Indigenous communities all over the world have made connections between psychedelic mushrooms and spiritual and physical healing. Their use of entheogens have been a rite of passage for millennia. Entheogens can be either psychoactive or substances. They induce alterations in perception, 
mood, consciousness, cognition, or behavior for the purpose of engendering spiritual development or otherwise in sacred contexts. Indigenous people use amphigens to connect to their ancestors in time of healing, guidance, or just needing to connect. Maria Papaspiru wrote, people report finding themselves in inner landscapes that might be flooded with memories from early life or from what may seem like past lives or even from lives that other people have lived. Dr. Gabor Mate tells us each of us is linked to the past, a library of stories carrying records of our triumphs and devastations. Our DNA is the codex in which the residue of the past alchemizes with the present to create to create an unactualized future that has the potential to be transformative, powerful and radical. Psychedelics seem to crack open the codex in which the unconscious mind has kept buried all the pain that was too much to bear during waking hours. If psychedelics expand consciousness and connect us to our wholeness, then it makes sense that we're humanized by them and thus open a doorway to self-reflection and self-actualization, and to the radical reclamation of a self that has been denied life. Psychedelic experiences are infused with symbolism, as that is how the brain deals with topics of memory. Near Tadmore tells us, healthy unfolding of the first hours of integration is crucial for our psycho-spiritual well-being, but to create long-lasting changes in our everyday life and our way of being in the world, a conscious engagement with our unfolding psychic process during the weeks and months after the experience is required. Practices that support this process include psychotherapy, intimate conversations with loved ones, journaling, painting, singing, dancing, yoga, spending time in nature, engaging with symbolism and any other way one finds beneficial in facilitating a space for contemplation, expression and development. Paolo Freire encouraged us to engage in conscientious azao. To reiterate, conscientious azao refers to the learning of being able to perceive social, political and economic contradictions, but also to action against the oppressive elements of reality. He goes further to add, conscientious azao is the deepening of the attitude of awareness characteristics of all emergence. Fear is encouraging us to understand the hidden and difficult parts of ourselves through different healing modalities. And this is what psychedelics are asking us to do. Thinking of a quote from Ursula Le Guin's The Dispossessed. You cannot buy the revolution. You cannot make the revolution. You can only be the revolution. It is in your spirit or it is nowhere. Healing work is the embodiment of the revolution. There are structures of oppression outside of ourselves that we can and should work to dismantle. But there are also structures inside ourselves we can work to rebuild if we wish to stay in the fight for life, not just survival. When we recognise our own dehumanisation, and build towards making ourselves human. We begin to see the humanity in others. And from here, 
we understand the natural order of the world is one in which mutual aid and community are not just political choices, but the natural order of a human body that has been forcibly detached from itself and from the harm it has endured under capitalism. Thank you for listening. To help others find Anarchist Essays, please rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're interested in anarchist ideas, why not check out the journal Anarchist Studies? For over 20 years, Anarchist Studies has been publishing original research on the history, theory, and practice of anarchism. For more information, visit www.lwbooks.co.uk forward slash anarchist studies.